Come stop and take a trip down on my block Where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than Ginsu And ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutch Town to South Side From Penrose to North Side, from Benton Park to Old North The West End, the West Side, we bless when we step out We stand down, rise up, stand together, wise This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. This week, our Stitchcast sits down to have a conversation with Andre Norman in part two of this two-part episode of Stitchcast Studio. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. You have a, uh, you have such a, um, a certainty. I know some people are born with it, but is that something that could be achieved for someone that wasn't born with it? That doesn't happen. Definitely. I wasn't born with certainty. I'm born with certainty that I ain't guaranteed tomorrow. So I'm rocking day like this is it. I'm giving these lessons. I might not be here tomorrow. I might catch a drunk driver on the way home. So I might catch a heart attack on I'm a lot of stuff. I mean, so I'm dropping it like I ain't, I ain't got no time to drop them all. I ain't saving nothing. I want you dead in your face and tell you this is it. You know I'm saying when people stop believing they got next week is promised and tomorrow is promised, they start acting like it. So I ain't got to get behind it. So I can do that next week. You know I'm saying I can do that next time. You know I'm saying no, I don't have a next time. I come from a world of get it right or die. I don't have, I ain't had the luxury to make mistakes. And some of you who live in some neighborhoods ain't got the luxury either. I don't know where you live, but if it ain't Ledoux, get it right or die. <laughs> So, aside from, because there's still people that, that even though they know tomorrow ain't promised, don't have that firm assuredness. Let's make it like this. Take the, some people out and say I. Try that whole sentence again, but let's say I. So, okay. So, I'm not as sure as you. I'm not as certain. I know tomorrow ain't promised. I know what I'm here to do, and I know that I'm going to get there. Yeah, and still, I find that you have a certainty that I don't have. Gotcha. It's just, I believe in me. I believe in what I'm doing is right. I believe what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be. You're saying I believe that I'm on course, and I have no reservations about who I am or what I am or what I'm supposed to purpose is supposed to be. And I go back to the MLK speech. He says, I might not be there with you. His ring. You go back to Moses. Moses never saw the promised land, but he, he, he birthed the stones. So you don't always get to see the other side. My third grade teacher didn't see me grow up. She had all the aspirations in the world for me, but my third grade teacher did not see me become successful. So you don't always get to see the end of the story. Sometimes your, play, your part is in the middle or in the beginning. But as far as the certainty, are you where you're supposed to be? Do you believe in what you're doing? I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. They ain't no, mm, I'm not sure if I want to do this. I tell you, give 100% to what you're doing. If you get 100% all in, that's what you're seeing is 100% all in. If I decide to be a taxi driver tomorrow, they'll be like, this is the most confident taxi driver I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> give me a job at Popeye's. I'm like, yo, that dude who served my chicken, he was off the chains. He was like, what do you want? How do you want it? You want sauce? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got his back, came off flying. Got that thing. I'm Chick-fil-A dude. I am so Chick-fil-A. 
put me in Chick-fil-A like, yeah, he needs to be in Chick-fil-A. This dude gets it. I'm 100% in on everything that I do. I'm so, I would like to work out and get in shape, but I don't. So I'm not working out. I'm not 100% all in on working out. Don't even play with it. So it's not like I'm perfect in all spaces. I should be 40 pounds lighter. I was eating some crazy chicken and fish earlier, and I'm just eating myself to death. I'm not 100% on my health. I own that. It is what it is. It's taking years off my life, days off my life, quality of life off my life because of the way I eat. I am not 100% all in on my health. Full stop. I'm 100% on my speaking, on my teaching, on my training, on my travel, on my money, not on my health. I'm not perfect. And I, I know where I'm messing up. I know what my faults are. I can tell you exactly where they are. I can pay someone to clean my house up. I can pay someone to write an email. I can pay somebody to book my tickets. I can't pay someone to do push-ups for me. If I could, I would. <laughs> if I could hire someone to do push-ups, they'd be on the floor right now getting to me. <laughs> keep, I mean, I can keep asking questions, but I'm going to open the floor if y'all got questions y'all want to ask. I mean, I'm, I'm taking everything in right now. Yeah, like a sponge right now. My guy. Oh, you want my mic? You waving the hands. So, what inspired you to start your journey? What inspired me to start my journey was I realized nobody was coming to save me. So if I didn't start it, it was never going to start. I was waiting for my father to come save me. When I was a little kid, my father moved out in like the first grade, and I was sad. And I had a chair, you can say in my mind, that sat next to me, waiting for my father to come back and sit in this chair and be my dad. And he never came back and got in the chair. I see him periodically. I know where he was. I could always call him, but he never was about nothing. But my thought was this chair is for my dad. So when he came along and tried to help me, I can't let you sit in this chair. So I can't take your help. She came along, tried to help me. I can't let you sit in this chair. So there's only so much you can help me. See, to really be able to help me, you need to sit right here. So I made people help me from a distance because you can't get this chair because it's for my dad. And if I give you the chair, that means he can never come back. So I'm committing to not having my dad back by letting you sit here. And that was my mindset coming up that somebody said to me, Dre, why don't you just get another chair? You can have two. I never thought of that. I had a kid brain, so I thought like a kid. So when I realized I can get a second chair and leave that one for my dad and keep this one for my mentor, then I was like, I can now make a move because I can accept help. I couldn't accept help because the helper had to sit down. And they couldn't sit down because I wouldn't let them. And the simple concept of get a second chair tray was earth shattering to me, earth shattering. So I had to stop my mission because nobody else was gonna start it for me. My dad wasn't coming for me. My mom wasn't coming for me. My older siblings weren't coming for me. There was nobody coming for me. I was waiting for this mythical hero to fly in and Black Panther didn't exist at the time, but nobody was coming to get me. So I had to make a decision. Is this how I want to go out? Is this what I want to be known for? And the answer was no. They said, well, what are you willing to do to change it? Are you willing to put in the work to change it? Because it's just not going to happen. So I put in the work to change it. So what made me stop my mission is I realized I had greater in me and only me could stop the mission. Because tons of teachers, tons of mentors, tons of Counselors, tons of programs all told me the same stuff since I was a little boy. You're one of the smartest people in the room. You're one of the most gifted people in the room. You have a calling and a special thing about you. You are different. 
But I didn't know what to do with that. So I try to fit in like everybody else. I'm saying, so I'm an eagle walking with ducks. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You already know what time it is. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right, it's time to pick the CD up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original song entitled Wade Reprise. Just when you think you can forget Then the quest is the chorus again We rise, we shine
like what is your perspective for me as a teenager of like relationships and friends in high school and a lot of other stuff a i would say what you said but since you shortened the question up, i'm not gonna do that to you where are you where's your best friend from the second grade you ain't got no clue where's the dude you used to play with in kindergarten you ain't got no clue <laughs> where's the kid you went to summer camp with you ain't got no clue Stop letting people who can be in your life for a short term make long term decisions. That's a bar. You know what I'm saying? In, in elementary school, kindergarten, K1 and K2, you don't know where them kids are. First, second, third grade, don't know where them kids are. Sixth grade, might know where a couple of them are. And same thing with high school, you think this is going to be it forever. This is going to be it forever. No. No. You, this is a season you're passing through. You're going on to someplace else. You know what I'm saying? And when you get there, this will be part of your journey be a fun part of your journey but there's a good chance that people in this room aren't going with you and that's okay i'm saying so don't hold out for others don't hold out i'm saying say well we gotta go together bro no your dream is different than his yeah i can be best friends i'm saying but your dream is different who you who you closest to in here my son where now you have me you gonna go to school and get suspended tomorrow <laughs> Why not? Because I don't like even though that we twins, we don't make the same decisions. Like I so thought there's the answer for your friends. I appreciate how you you know kind of touched on earlier that moment where you woke up and you felt like you was going the wrong way. I want to know um, at what moment did you feel like like you looked at yourself in your situation like uh, I'm successful, I'm being a success. I deem myself successful. When I said I'm gonna be successful, it wasn't when the world acknowledged it. It wasn't when they started giving me $25,000 checks and million dollar contracts. And it wasn't when they brought me to Harvard to the UN. It wasn't when they flew me around the world first class. Well, none of that. I became successful when I said I became successful. Now your question is really, when did the world tap in? So the world tapped in after I showed and proved on the outside. When I got some wins on the outside, that's when the world said I'm successful. The day I said it in my cell, I believed it. I was 100% all in day one, because if I'm not, I don't make it to the world. So I had to be all in day one. So I believed it when I when I owned it. Then the world caught on probably eight to get out, probably another two, two and a half years. So like 10 years later, the world said, yeah, he's successful. But um, if you wait on the world's approval, you always be late. Can you do it by yourself being successful or does it take a team? You can do it by yourself and you can use a team. So you're not mandated to have people around you. It's helpful. I can have a team, a team in the sense of employees. That's not a team, those are employees. I own my business. I own my intellectual property. I create my own stuff. Minus God's input, but just on people on the planet. I study nature, I study people. So I create my own stuff. I create my own space. I create my own language, boom. That's not a people thing. For me to grow a business, see, successful is me being okay with me. Successful is me giving back to you because success is not a success without a successor. Meaning that if I don't come back and give it back, then I wasn't successful, I was lucky. Mm. I'm saying so I'm successful because I'm sitting here. I'm successful because I sat in St. Patrick's today. I'm gonna be successful because I sat in Louisville last week. I'm successful because I'm going to Costa Rica next week. I'm successful because I give back to people. That's what makes me successful. I started doing that in the penitentiary. So I started helping other prisoners learn how to read, 
helping other prisoners, not getting bullied. I didn't start at the front gate. I started at my front cell. So I became successful when I started putting in practice the ability to help people, which was inside in 1991. The world recognized me when I started making money and flying around the world and being on TV with people. And that comes and that goes. But the work that I do stays. Okay, so how do you know if not necessarily quitting, but you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, so like stopping on your head? Okay, no, quitting negative stuff, you should always quit. Well, not even, not even the negative stuff. Say, say You're in the, just the wrong lane? In the wrong lane, yeah. Okay, so do you love it? That's the thing you have to ask yourself. Not does it make a lot of money, not is it favorable, not is anybody clapping a plot for it. Do you love it? Because if you love it, you're in the right lane. Now, you still might need to find something to make money to feed your family and take care of yourself. But if you're not doing what you love, then if you're doing what you love, you are in the right space. I'm somebody that got passion for a lot of different things. I can pick one. Things. Pick so you're one. saying just pick. No, no. You got to pick one. You can't do everything. There's, there's only so many hours in a day. You might love drawing, art, music, plumbing, painting, jogging. You can love a lot of things. Pick the one you're going like, to... Earlier on, I said, pick a thing, give 100% effort. Doesn't mean you can't switch it tomorrow or next week or the week after. But you got to pick something and give 100% effort to it. You can't give 100% effort to four people. You ever date three girls at the same time? Yes, you have. Didn't work out, did it? <laughs> Didn't work out well. Thanksgiving, Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas. It's all bad. It's all bad. You get stressed. You get stressed. Stress. New Year's. You can, you can rotate. You can't rotate for Valentine's Day. Or that two, three at the same time ain't going to work. Because you're going you're gonna to have an overlap. You're going to bump heads sooner or later. Ooh, that's a I got a I got a question. So what is your advice on bullying? My advice on bullying is it happens. And who's the advice for? The bully or the bully E? The bully the bull, the, bully. Can you give me advice? There's a person both? who gets bullied and the person who does the bully. Who am I giving advice to? The bully E. The person's if you're being bullied by anybody for any reason, at school hypothetically, mm. I'm saying we just make it a school. You should go to your favorite teacher, not your teacher, whoever your favorite teacher in the school is. Go see that person, not the principal, not security, not the nurse. Go see your favorite teacher. Say, Mr. Solis, I got a problem. And he's going to help you with that problem. And he'll call in the places and spaces to try to make sure that you're safe. Now, there's that aspect of it, which yeah. is a classic makes sense on paper yeah. now, you might go to a school where Mr. Solis can't help you right <laughs> them dudes okay not about what Mr. Solis is saying right. you know what I'm saying because they're going to give you the business either way so now if it's just name calling little text stuff talking trash put stuff on your locker go to Mr. Solis if it's like gang stuff dudes got pistols and they coming at you you might need to change schools I'm saying because you're not going to change them right and Unless you got somebody that's going to come do an intervention for you with them. I've done stuff like this before. When I was at Roosevelt High School, the gang kids down the block was giving people the business. I went down the street and talked to the gang members. And they're like, yo, nobody's ever come and talk to us about this. And they gave me a pass for all my kids to get in and out of school back at that time. But the baseline is if it's people with guns that risk your life, then you have to take that more serious. And that might be something bigger than Mr. Solis. Right. That might be it's time to change schools because you're talking about personal safety and breathing. I'm saying there's no coming back from death. Let them go to prison on somebody else. Right. That's crazy because uh, Roosevelt is my old school. Yeah. I was there. 
Yeah. <laughs> when they turned the whole school around, that was me. What is your your view on life? My view on life yes. is I should help people every single day. I, my main focus, I have options. It's making money, it's helping people, it's traveling, it's this, it's this, it's that. And my main focus is my goal is to help people. That comes first and foremost for the most part. Now, my real, real goal my, is take care of my son. I have an 18-year-old kid, uh, kind of phenomenal, and I, my job, so says God, is to take care of him. So that's my primary responsibility. And I'm um, like on top of that in real time. He's lived with his mother for like 16 years in London. He lived in Africa and London for like 16 years. He just came back in July and he's living with me for a year. So now he's gonna go to college next year. So my primary number one thing is to make sure that he learns who his dad is in a good way and learn how to take the energy from me and channel it through him to do what he wants to do. Because one of two things is gonna happen. I'm gonna be his father. I can either be a source of motivation or a source of depression. So that's what dads do. Either we motivate you or we shut you down. What you uh, what you the most proud of or what you didn't accomplish? I'll give you two. Even though you didn't ask for two, I'm gonna give you two. I'm most proud of the fact that my son is 18. He's never been arrested. He's a phenomenal kid. He's doing great things, and he's never gonna step foot in a jail cell and he's on his way to college. And that is a first in our family that somebody's not caught up and has a real dream and goal and aspiration. Because my brothers, it's just it's a long history of incarceration, drug abuse, um, quitting. Um, so for my son to be on the track that he's on, for me, it's phenomenal, considering that his dad was a gang leader and spent 14 years in prison. My son never has to step foot in one. That's the most proud proudest. The second would be the prison that I was locked up in, Massachusetts Department of Corrections. In there, acted a fool, caught cases, you name it, I did it. They called me three years ago and gave me a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars to come in and run a program in the building I used to live in. I used to run the block that I used to live in. But I made my enemy my ally. I did such great work that the people who held me said, we gotta hire that guy. And those things tell me I'm in the right space. And we all got haters. I had one guy came home. I knew him from upstate. He was a cornball. I went by and said hi to him anyways. Then he got with some dudes at some company, and they hated me because I'm the, I'm really brash. And I'll tell you the face that you fake it. I'm out here in these streets. I'm out here in these streets, dude. You sit behind the desk. Let's not even have this conversation. You know I'm saying? I, I use choice words, too. You know what I'm saying? So i tell you about yourself. You out here fronting on these kids, getting money, ain't helping them. I will tell you about yourself in real time and say how you want to do this. Because I can back everything I say up in real time. So there's a lot of people who didn't like my aggressiveness. So they were like, oh man, Dre's a bully. So these little hater group over there, they got a company. They hired my dude. So he worked with them. He got to act like them. They hate me. He can't say Dre's all right. I'm rolling with them. Well, Dre ain't nothing. Dre ain't nothing. I'm not around, I'm traveling the world now. So he's on the mob, but we hate Dre. We had a mutual friend. And he would go, man, you gotta watch out for Dre. Dre's gonna get you in trouble. Man, his name's not what it's supposed to be. And he's, he was like, Dre's a guy, what are you talking about? Nah, 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 nah. It's, I seen him one time, I was like, yo, man, you keep holding these corners down. I'm gonna be out on the street doing my real work. You know what I'm saying? I'm flying around the world getting money. You're running programs I created, so shut up. So. He hated me even more. 
because you couldn't do nothing with me or to me. So fast forward one day, he sends me an email. He says, yo, Dre, I got this program, Opportunity, in Bermuda. They want me to come down and create a violence program. I don't know how to create it. You do. You're the, technically the best at it. But I know how we get down, well, how he been getting down. I called him, got the information. I wrote the entire program and sent it to him in Taj Mahal. Went about my business. The next time he saw a mutual friend, he's feeling self-conscious. Because he called me, he just knew. I couldn't wait to call my friend. Like, yo, man, he called. He went to the home. Like, yo, man, I know my man told you. He said, told me who told me what? I know Dre told you. Told me what? That I called him. He didn't call Dre. Yeah, I called him. And when you hung up on you? No, nah, he took the call. Dre did not take no call from you. You hate on that man every day, seven days a week. He did not take a call from you. Yeah, yes, he did. And he helped me build a program for Bermuda. He said, I know you're lying now. <laughs> there ain't no way Dre helped you. He's like, yeah, dude, here's the program. You didn't get that from Dre. They finished. He calls me. See, yo, Dre, man. Homie came by here talking about he called you for some program and you wrote it for him for free and gave it to him in under an hour. I don't know why he over here lying on you. He said, he ain't lying. He said, there's no way. He said, what do you mean? I said, I did that. He said, why did you do that? You know that man hates on you every single day. Why would you help him get a contract and make money? I said I didn't help him. I helped the kids of Bermuda. I ain't stuck on no one person. My goal is my goal. And if you're the vehicle to make that happen, then so be it. I wouldn't have denied him. I'd have said to kids in Bermuda, die. Because I got beef with him, you can die. Because he don't he hates on me. I'm gonna let you die to prove a point. Nah, my point is that I want you to live enough to I'll give my enemy anything he needs to help you stay alive. So people get caught up in their feelings and their emotions and their sidewaysness. Man, this be be who you are, man. And me and that dude still ain't friends. <laughs> we still ain't friends. This ain't about being friends. Because you had people in your life that you forgave doesn't mean you have to be around them. Forgiveness and togetherness are two different things. They're two different words. Forgiveness doesn't mean togetherness. If somebody's harms you, or disrespected you or treated you ill and you forgave them does not mean you have to let them back into your life. That is not a sign of Christianity, of Islam, of Judaism, of higher power. I forgave you. Now, brother, keep it moving. Yo, sis, hit the highway. I forgave you. I'm good. Now go that way. But if you really forgave me, we should be able to hang out. No, that's your definition of real forgiveness. My definition of real forgiveness is I let it go and let you go and I'm moving on. You don't matter to me anymore. Forgiveness is about me. It's not about you. Okay, before we do the outro, we're going to start here. We're going to come around. We just need one word on how you feel after this session. Educated. Don't be hating. Good. Motivational lies. That's some I ain't living color stuff. Go on, Damon Wayne. <laughs> Damon Wayne is in the building. Challenged. Okay, this might sound. No, no, no. See, listen. <laughs> this might. No, <laughs> listen. Don't, listen. Don't set it up. That's manipulation okay. beyond the word. Anything beyond the answer is manipulation. Right. What is your word? I feel better. Thank you. Inspired. Come on, nephew. Enlightened. 
Nephew too. Humble. Driven. Pushed. Experience. My world will be honored. Your word, and then you do your outro. Test it. Test it. That's my word. Wow. Wow. A lot of gems. A lot of everything for real. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you for popping out. Thank you so much for sitting down and talk to us. We know how valuable your time is. So I uh, just want to let you know it's not words you say didn't fall on deaf ears. I'm going to walk away from this better than I was when I uh, when I initially sat down. Uh, that being said, I want to thank everybody under the sound of my voice. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I've been your host, Brandon Lewis. If you're in between the ages of 16 and 24 and want to know how you can join our Stitchcast family, or if you want to be a part of our uh, Story Stitches family, or if you want to know what we got coming up next, what we're going to perform next, anything like that, we encourage you to go to storystitches.org. If you're in between those ages and you're artistic, you sing, you dance, rap, do poetry, you're interested in learning how organizations work, uh, we believe we have a place for you it's free to apply it's free to register so we absolutely invite you come check us out that being said we hope that you found this podcast entertaining enlightened and that you've learned something that you didn't know when you press play and we also want to thank mr andre norman for coming in and with that being said y'all we out thank you Story Stitches is supported in part by the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders who create positive change by investing in young people through music. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches Youth Programs is provided by the City of St. Louis Youth At-Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2023, Trio Foundation of St. Louis, and Deaconess Foundation. St. Louis Story Stitcher Studio for Creative Youth Development called The Center. It's supported in part by Kranzberg Arts Foundation, where we are a proud resident organization. Stitchcast Studio depends on support from individuals like you. To lend your support, please visit storystitchers.org and donate today. Thank you for listening. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.